In Revelation chapter 5, we have the, the picture of heaven where Christ is there and he's opening the, the book that has the seals for the judgment. And as he's given the book, we have in verse 9 the record of what is said by those who are around the throne. They, they sing a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the book and to break its seals, for you were slain. We celebrated the fact that, that he did give his life on our behalf here as we partook of the table. The song goes on, you were slain and purchased for God with your blood, men from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Our Lord did not shed his blood for no purpose. He shed it for a great purpose, a purpose to rescue people, sinners. This morning we saw demonstrated very clearly that the Lord is rescuing people from different tongues as we had a sermon given to us in a, another language than, than our own. We heard about other peoples and nations that God was redeeming people from as we heard what was going on in Latin America and in Mexico, various places, Peru and, and onward, as, as we heard that record of, of things that God is doing, rescuing people from uh, every nation and people. We even heard of tribes, as we've talked about a couple Indian tribes that, that were being influenced with the, the gospel. Well, this evening we're going to continue that theme as we hear about what God is doing in other nations, as specifically in the nation of Germany. When we went as a, a team to Germany, it was not just us going, we were representing you as a church. In fact, you had invested in us through gracious gifts. You had helped the, the team go so that it could be afforded and done. And I think it's only proper that we share with you what your investment wrought. Here is the things that we've done during the time we were there. But I also wanted to be an encouragement to you how God was working in our lives and how God is working in another country. This evening, uh, Pastor Aaron's going to begin and show some, some pictures, video, of things that that were done over the week, give you a little visual taste of what happened, and then the various team members will come up and, and give a, a short report of what uh, they did and what God did in their lives as they were there over the, the last week and a half. So without any further ado, I'll just turn it over to the team, and they'll do most of the talking this evening. You get to hear from me often enough. So, so I'm going to try to pack in a whole week into about 15 slides. Um, but it was a blessing uh, to be uh, at Camp Impact. And we flew, it was a little bit over, the only reason I know how many miles we flew is because my Delta app told me. Um, but we flew a little over 8,000 miles uh, to get over there. It was a direct flight. Uh, the young ones on the team and Beta enjoyed taking pictures of each other while each other were sleeping. Um, but uh, it was kind of a thing all the whole trip. Uh, and so it was a blessing, though, to be uh, together and uh, get to know each other uh, as you do. Uh, we spent about 10 hours on a train a little bit over the 10 days. Uh, and uh, we've, we rode that in first class. Sometimes there was a little bit of a mishap. Uh, somehow one of our cabins on the way uh, out of Germany somehow just disappeared. There was no cabin 10. Uh, it just were two cabin 11s and a 12. So that was fun trying to find seats on that train. Uh, but it was a blessing to be at the camp. And when we arrived, I'm actually going to stand off to make sure that this, let's see here, make sure there it goes. Um, so that's us about to leave. Uh, one of the, I think the one is from the plane on the way over. Uh, 
thankfully the, the other of us, we were able to miss, miss that picture. Uh, we were across the aisle uh, from them, uh, but it was a, a joy to be on the plane together. Um, and then uh, here is uh, just a couple pictures I took uh, of the camp. Uh, in just a moment, uh, I'll let uh, Grace spend 30 seconds. I, she has a longer video of the whole camp. If you want to see that, you can uh, ask her for it. But I decided not to put all nine minutes of it in here. Um, she did not run around with a GoPro on her head, but that would have been great. Um, but uh, so off to the left, you see the soccer field, uh, the building that we stayed in, which they called House One. And then you also see uh, there uh, the main building, a picture of the main building. Uh, and then uh, here, uh, these are pictures of uh, a sunroom, a front porch, the game room. And when we got there, uh, Kevin actually, after we got settled, Kevin gave us a tour. Uh, that's just a flattering picture of Kevin. Uh, explained to us what was going on there. Here's Grace uh, giving us a little bit of a, a walkthrough of... Uh, She's explaining the, uh, what that building is in just a second. She's going to, uh, that was the front porch. It was covered, even though it doesn't look like it. It actually had, I think, plexiglass on there. Uh, and, uh, and then that was the building there is the one that they actually lived in, along with some of the other full-time staff. Um, it was neat to meet their staff uh, and uh, just a blessing to, uh, most of them spoke decent English. I know uh, the young couple the youngest couple there, I think they're the youngest couple, Fabian and Anna, Anna, Anna Sophia, and, and uh, they were fairly, they were probably mid-20s is what I think they're around, somewhere around there, but a sweet young couple. Um, and uh, so this again is just a, a quick show of, we spent a lot of time in the sunroom there, um, especially because it was chilly in the mornings, so some of them uh, really enjoyed that room because it stayed a little warmer. I uh, won't name any names, um, but it got a little warm for me, uh, so I opened up the windows just to be a nice guy. Um, but uh, so it was a blessing uh, to be there. Uh, and as we went, there's a bunch of different projects that we did. Um, this actually is not one of the projects we took care of, but I thought it would be interesting to show this picture. Uh, in the house and the building that they lived in, they're actually renovating about 15, 14 rooms, something like that. Uh, I don't know if these ones on the fifth floor were part of that. I think they were. But they actually have gone through and redone. Now, these are going to be more like suite-type rooms uh, with a little kitchen in it and things that way. I don't have pictures of the floor beneath that. Uh, but the, uh, this one has a bathroom. Is what that's going to be in the middle. Uh, and then there's two uh, rooms, uh, a living area, and then a bedroom on either side of that. Uh, the floor underneath that, actually all those rooms are being redone, and there's going to be bunk beds and four cabin type, for camp type things. And they put them, they're really neat rooms to see how much they've done, how much work they've done. Uh, and, and so here's some pictures of the team and some of the projects they're doing. Uh, I think it was the second day, um, Grace and Beta were sent to a cabin in the woods. Um, and this is what they originally saw. I never did walk down there to see it myself personally. Um, they saw, I don't know what kind of animals, it was a rumor going on that they saw a kangaroo somehow down there. Um, but they were having a blast. And then I know Shabri and Shanika went down and helped them uh, with some different things down there as well. Um, here's uh, uh, 
Jim and Pastor having fun. So they had taken, I have another picture of another trailer here in a moment, but they had these two semi-type trailers that they actually were, they got it, God provided them at a wonderful uh, price, and uh, they're refabbing them into bathrooms. So where the tents are, where all the kids stay in camp, they're putting these trailers by those tents, and they're running electrical and plumbing to them so that they have bathrooms. And so this was the one they haven't done any work to yet uh, when we got there. And so Pastor and Jim got to the enjoyment of pulling it apart. Pastor actually got to use a plasma torch. So I don't know if Jim actually got to use it. Um, oh, you don't wear flammable clothing. Okay. Um, so uh, Pastor got to use it. Um, he had a perfectly straight line. I saw it. Okay, it wasn't actually a straight line. But if you could see what they actually, you can't really see it in the pastor with, uh, the picture with Pastor there, but it's a really heavy lift gate that was all steel and all that stuff that they were pulling off. And so they were able to cut that out, and you can see them working on that trailer. Um, here, this first day when we got there, uh, myself uh, and uh, Nate and Suzanne and Amelia started working on this water slide was given to them. Now, you, it was funny because we were kind of wondering, where's the water? They actually have no pool or no lake for their water slide. So we were asking Kevin, what do you have a water slide for if you have no water? He's like, well, just dig a hole in the ground and it'll work. So I don't, he doesn't actually know what they're going to do with the water slide yet, but we had to work on it anyway. Um, so we went through and we power washed the whole thing. Um, Amelia was probably the pro, the, used the power washer the most. She's kind of a power wash hog. Um, Nate tried to take some of the time away from her at times, uh, but Amelia just would not let go of that gun. And so um, she enjoyed it. Uh, she didn't cut off her toes or any fingers, so uh, she was okay with that. But uh, I was scraping off caulk off the thing uh, and things that way. So that was a fun project. Um, here... So this is the other trailer. I, st I actually was supposed to be doing something else at the time. I think I was trimming around all the tents, but I had to watch Kevin back this thing in. Kevin is phenomenal at mechanical whatever. So there's actually two hinge points on, this, uh, on the trailer itself and actually then also on the hitch. And I have another picture here. He backed that thing into there. Um, it was about an hour after the fact, but he did get it in there, and I was blown away. He didn't knock anything over. The only thing he had to do is get the front end loader uh, and actually move a large boulder out of the way so he could have a little more clearance. Uh, but he, he fit that in there, and uh, Jim and Pastor were wonderful uh, directors of just standing there like good government workers and helping Kevin back that in. So, um, and then also I just want to mention uh, to, the, to the right of, well, Next to Pastor on the opposite side of Jim, uh, that is uh, Jakob, and uh, he was uh, pretty much, it seems like the primary uh, maintenance guy uh, for Kevin there at the camp, and, uh, and so uh, he, was, uh, he was fun to work with. Uh, another project with this that I worked with, another young man that had worked at the camp before, I was down in the basement of that building, and I thought of Mike and Jim uh, Rice and uh, Al Foster because I was running electrical wire about that thick uh, through the basically the whole length of that building and had to basically jackhammer through the side of that wall. 
uh, to the outside to run that electrical wire. I don't know how, and then there's big uh, plumbing there that they actually can connect into. So that was a neat project that was working on. Here's another, uh, so this is after we, we went and helped them put some scaffolding up because there's a guy coming in to put gutters around the roof of that trailer. Um, what you see piled up there, I know some of the ladies helped. Uh, I think Pastor helped with it at some point, but another, uh, Fabian, uh, Nate's raising his hand. I, I don't remember what everybody did, to be honest. Um, but uh, they all helped with this, and this uh, Fabian uh, cut all those boards uh, and cut trees and stuff. It, phenomenal. They're going to use that for siding. And so uh, it's really neat to see uh, that, uh, that project as well come to fruition. Here's just, uh, there's a big fire pit area. Um, and uh, they, this was a all hand, multiple people helped with this project. Uh, but uh, you can see uh, Suzanne and Shanika there in the, uh, the one picture. Uh, you can see them sitting with Shabria there on the log working hard. And then you see Shanika having fun playing with fire. Uh, and so and she played with fire a lot during that project. Um, uh, but uh, it was, and then there you can see what it looked like when it was all cleaned up. And so another fun project that we worked on. Uh, and so that title is not where the registration home was. That actually is this. Uh, that's Kevin in uh, a backhoe uh, excavator type machine clearing out a bunch of trees. He actually let me operate that. I was shocked that he let me operate it. Um, but it was a blast uh, operating that thing. They were digging that out uh, to put, uh, that's me using uh, the compactor to compact a foundation. That's me and Pastor cutting out, there's uh, like a guard trailer uh, type that was used for as a guard trailer, I should say, just like a container kind of thing. And we, uh, Nate helped as well. There's Amelia again uh, using the power washer. Uh, but there's Nate. Uh, working hard and uh, we were uh, prying up the floor and uh, yanking all of that out and so they were eventually going to put that in the trees uh, and I don't have pictures of, we have pictures of that if you're curious I know Jim I need to show this to you they actually started pulling it into the spot and uh, I actually have a video of it so um, I need to show some of you if you'd like to see that and then Nate this is Nate's favorite project of the entire week okay uh, when we got there, we were walking around their soccer field, and I had told them that I had experience in striping soccer fields and football fields. And so Kevin got really excited and asked if I would do that for him. I was like, well, do you have it already marked off distances-wise? Because I'm from America, and I don't know your meters. So I didn't want to have to do all of that. But uh, they said yes. It still took me an hour and a half to find four corners of the field. There's Nate, there's me, and there's what it looked like when it was done. Um, it took us about six, seven hours to actually stripe all of that. Nate got a good six miles of walking in with me, uh, and he loved every minute of it. Um, so that was a, it was a fun project that we did on the Saturday towards the end of the week. Um, and then here's just different pictures. Um, here's them working with uh, some of those boards and storing them. Uh, here's Beta and her many selfies um, uh, with uh, Shabria and Grace in the background. Um, and then here's Pastor on the right. That's Pastor. Uh, how many hours did you do that on Saturday? About four hours of uh, trimming, weed whacking. I guess it's not really trimming when you're out in the middle of the woods. So it's literally weed whacking. 
Um, and, uh, and so he looked like a beekeeper is what my kids told me. Um, and so when they saw the picture, and there's Shabria working hard again. And so I am going quick through this. There's Shanika again. Uh, and there's Kevin and Carol. It would be, I'd be remiss to not put a picture of them in there. Um, I know not that Kevin would care uh, whether we knew what he looked like or not, uh, but there's them. They are such a blessing. It was a blessing of the week, I, and uh, the whole week was just a huge blessing to me. Um, there's us as we were about to depart on Sunday to go to church, and uh, there's a picture of Pastor uh, preaching with Kevin Mattia translating for him. Uh, my highlight of the week was actually the church service on Sunday. Um, it was really neat to be in their service, worshiping with them, hearing them sing, uh, I mean, just full voice. And, and it's always fun to hear a different language. Um, honestly, I picked up the songbook and I was reading the German words, probably, not probably, annihilating the pronunciations of all of the words. But some of the songs I actually knew, we sang in Christ alone, and a couple of those speak, O Lord, in German. And so at least I could get the tune right. Um, and so it was just a blessing to worship together and to see they have a lot of young families in the church there. And, uh, and so it was just a blessing to see that as well. And the steps going up into the chapel, I didn't show an actual picture of it, but I just want to read that verse uh, for us. Uh, at least I thought I had, the, had it here. I'll just turn to the passage. First um, Samuel 12:24. Uh, just says this. I printed it off to try to make it faster, and clearly I forgot the piece of paper. Um, but First uh, Samuel twelve twenty four, as we think, and it's neat to see this as you walk up into their uh, chapel area. Verse twenty four says this: Only fear the Lord and serve Him in truth with all your heart, for consider what great things He has done for you. And uh, what a wonderful blessing it was to be there. Uh, to be a blessing to them. And so as there's a lot of other things that were great. Uh, I don't know if you'll hear this, but it was amazing food, a lot of bread and cheese. So I uh, loved that aspect of it. But it was just a blessing uh, to be there, to do those projects. And so I'm going to step down so the rest of the team can give testimony. Hello. So first, I just want to start off by saying thank you to everybody um, that contributed in giving toward the trip and who all prayed for us while we were there. Um, it was really a great time with everybody, spending time with my church family there. When we arrived, Kevin gave us a tour. And in that tour, as we went through all the different rooms and areas, Kevin would tell us um, how that room came together. It's amazing to see and hear about how God works through people and uses specific people he needs for jobs that know what they are doing to get it done. Um, Kevin just had some amazing stories, how he would pray for things and how God would just bring people there and do the work for free and even give them things. Like they got windows for free. Like it was amazing. The whole building one, building two, and you know, the main building is all furnished with all kinds of windows and they're phenomenal um, and it was all given to them for free it's just amazing to see god work in that way um, it was just special to hear about all of the many times that they were in need and prayed and how god answered 
It was a blessing to see God's vision come to life for the camp through Kevin as I was listening in his testimony on how it was when they first bought the camp and where it was and where it's still going because they still have some work, but it is amazing um, where it's at right now too. I loved Kevin and Carol. They're just amazing people um, to be around. For me, anyways, that's the impact they had on me. Um, they are so hospitable and inviting. They, treat, uh, they treated us like family to me. The workers were no different. They were so patient with us. Anytime we needed anything, they were kind. They stopped whatever they were doing and helped us. Um, it was just they, any, anything that we needed, they would just help us. It was just amazing. Um, some of us got to work with a worker named Fabian, um, me and... <laughs> We finally got his name now. <laughs> Me and Grace worked with him a few times, um, and he is a hard worker. They all are, but Fabian said a couple, on a couple occasions when he was working with us, he just was amazed on how we would take vacation to go down there and just to work. And I thought it was amazing how they gave their life to that. Um, to me, that was a, an amazing testimony um, because it, it's daily giving for the kingdom. Also, um, it, was, it was always at least two people to a job. Grace and I worked a lot together, but then also Shabria and Shanika also helped us too, um, especially when we were in the, um, away from everybody, like we were gonna die. Um, <laughs> like we were away, and that's not where we saw the rabbit root. <laughs> that was in Frankfurt. <laughs> we saw a rabbit root and it's real. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had to pick up drywall, and we did it before lunch. And we were like, <laughs> Grace is like, now I was like, we're done. We're not going back. But we went back. Shabri and Shanique came and helped us. We saved that place. <laughs> they helped us save it <laughs> in that time. Um, but yeah, so then we, we also picked up a lot of cut trees with Fabian. It was a lot of hard work um, during the first part of that day. That was, I think, Tuesday. And then after that, we weeded and ran. <laughs> uh, did planting the rest of the week like we we uh, fl flowered for them i'm really glad and enjoyed our team we, we did work really hard that week um, i think everybody did a phenomenal job um, something else i really enjoyed was after our work day was over and we ate dinner we went into the um, sunroom and we had devotionals there daily um, that i was really blessed by that such a wonderful way to end the night with the lord on our minds and in our hearts um, in 1 Peter 4.10, it says, As each one of us uh, has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God, which is what we went there to do for them because they do it for us, there for the people, um, for, for God's kingdom. During this trip, I hope to be a blessing to camp, that the Lord used me in any way he saw fit. It was my first mission trip, and um, it was my first time out of the country, and also my first time on camp. And it was a great experience that I'll never forget. Thank you, guys. Hello. I really enjoyed the trip. And two things that impressed me about Germany were the architecture and the cities and the beautiful nature that God created. We had a lot of fun taking pictures, even if people were sleeping in them. <laughs> Some of the work that I did was power washing the water slide and the shipping container, which you saw on the PowerPoint, and Nathan did help a lot. 
I also sprayed sidewalks to get rid of overgrown plants. And Shabria and I put a cover on a wagon. Uh, during the trip, we got to know each other better, including the missionaries. Even though I didn't hear their salvation testimonies, I heard story after story about how they put their full trust in the Lord, even for something like needing toilet stalls. Each story I heard about them were leaning on God, God provided for them, and I am very thankful to them for sharing a few of their stories and hosting us. I am also thankful to you for giving your prayers and blessings to this trip. Ultimately, I am thankful to God for what he has done on this trip and keeping us together and safe and through our work to help the camp give the gospel. Thank you. First off, I'd like to thank everyone for allowing us to go to Germany and helping us to afford that. And uh, we'd like to thank God most of all for allowing us this opportunity. So we arrived on camp Monday morning and after a quick tour around the campus and a quick lunch, uh, we asked to see whether or when we could start working and we were immediately told what we needed to do. Throughout the week, I power washed the slides Chopped trees, took flooring out of the container unit. I leveled dirt, I striped the soccer field, the best thing I did that whole trip. Um, and I took apart scaffolding to move it to where the bathroom was placed. I also semi-sprained my ankle while trying to get a twig off of the bathroom's roof. On Friday, we took a day off and Kevin and Carol took us to a concentration camp. Um, where we learned a lot about what the Nazis did to all those innocent people. And um, then we went to Erfurt, uh, which is a pretty big city in central Germany, where most of the group went over to historical monuments of the city. And then me, the sisters, and Amelia, and Kevin, we went shopping, as any normal person would do on, in Germany. Um, Saturday evening after dinner, we were given some cool souvenirs, including Camp Impact mugs, meter sticks, pens, and hoodies. And then on Sunday, we left for church, and it was amazing to hear God's word uh, sung and spoken in a different language than our own. I understood some of the words, which made it pretty fun, too. And my mom and I were attempting to sing some of the songs in German. Note that the word was attempted. We did not actually sing. The next few days we were in Vienna, and on Monday we went to an art palace and explored the city center. And then on Tuesday we walked what felt like 10 miles across this huge palace called Schönbrunn and its, its grounds. We walked through 40 of the 1,401 rooms, um, went through some mazes, climbed a huge hill to visit the Gloriette, and later that night, we went back to the palace and watched a two-hour concert containing violins, some singers, trumpets, and an incredible percussion player that I aspire to be. God showed me that throughout this, uh, God showed me throughout this week that I really need to be in his nature more and especially praying and reading his word more. Kevin and Carol told us that through a lot of prayer, God can do anything. He provided so much for this camp. 
The things that I'll remember most will be gathering together almost every night for devotions, the hospitality of Fabian, Tomas, Jakob, Kevin, and Carol, the staff, learning the underground train system in Vienna, and Beto with her selfies every other minute. I want you to know that the rabbit roo is real. <laughs> We're the only two who saw it. But it looks, it looks like a rabbit, <laughs> but it has very long legs, and it jumps like more vertically. Yeah, and it's fast, it's super fast, and it exists. So just want you to know that. So when we initially were um, planning to go to Germany, um, it was like when we got shut down with COVID. And I had been telling a coworker about this trip we were gonna take, and she said, well, you need to bring sage. Because, like, I don't know, I think you wave it through the air and it eliminates the evil spirit that would be there from the communists. And I said, I don't need sage because God is more powerful than the communist spirit. And so being on the grounds, seeing the buildings that um, the communists built and the camp that they designed was meant for evil. They were indoctrinating the youth. And now, like to see it and know now that it's being used for God's glory was just such a blessing to, to see that transformation. So um, as Kevin was giving us the tour of the camp and then in the evenings we'd sit and talk and it, it really was amazing to hear story after story after story of how God provided. And he'd say like, well, we needed this, but it's super expensive. And then what did he do? He prayed, he put it on the Lord. And then he'd say, well, I found it on like a marketplace and it was super cheap and he got it. Or somebody donated it. There's many things, um, workers who gave their time for free, they provided um, products for free. And that just really um, impacted me to think about how Kevin and the staff just relied on God over and over and over again to supply what they needed. And I think, you know, like, we're spoiled. Like, you know, we have financial resources, and do we sit and do we really turn it over to the Lord and wait for him to provide for us? Um, one of the things, too, that really stood out with me is just, like, how Kevin and the staff, like, make purposeful relationships with the people in the community, um, the city government, um, you know, the shop owners, like he, everywhere he goes, he's giving a testimony for Christ. And he's telling them, here's who we are at the camp, here's what we're doing. Like they know it's a Christian camp, they, they know what happens there. So um, we've mentioned Fabian, he's, um, their carpenter. He went to a trade school to get professionally trained as a carpenter. And then uh, Anna Sophie, his wife, um, grew up in a Christian home, and Fabian is a more um, new Christian. But um, she wanted to be serving at the camp, and the Lord led her husband to be their, their carpenter. So it was, 
exciting for me to see, you know, a young couple who they've just been married, I think five years, um, really giving the Lord um, their lives for his service. And, um, and Beta mentioned this too, but like more than once he said, I just can't believe like you would take your vacation time and spend your money and that you would come. Like he just couldn't believe that. And so I'm glad that, um, you know, we were blessed by him, but we were a blessing to him as well. Um, I think one of my personal blessings really was just working side by side. Um, the time we spent together, um, just learning things about each other that as we're running through the hallways here and going from here to there, like you don't sit and talk. And when you're doing monotonous weeding jobs, you know, you, you talk a lot. And it just, that was a big blessing. Just even the time on the train and or on the plane, just um, sharing what's on our hearts. Um, I do thank you for the financial support and the prayer support. Um, our travel really, even though our train car wasn't there, we did have seats and we made it from point A to point B and everything really was um, pretty seamless. Um, you know, we had good health, we had excellent weather. All of our jobs really were outdoor. Um, except for our Tuesday cleaning out the cabins, but um, so we're thankful, you know, that God provided the weather for that, and even the timing, because there was um, two of their staff members that were out f with um, illnesses, so the guys were very instrumental in getting, um, like, those buildings in place, that ca um, bathroom cabin had to be moved, and they did a lot of really heavy labor. We all did, actually. We, <laughs> we a lot of Motrin and Tylenol, um, but it was good. We all slept well. Um, so I'm, I hope someday we can go back because it'd be really f exciting to see just the progress that's made as they go. And um, I'm just going to tell you, I get dibs on the gardening. And oh, I, okay, <laughs> Beta and I were the gardeners. And um, Shabria, she and Shnika helped as well. And um, I'm just going to warn you that if you ever hear cabin in the woods, it's, yeah, run. It's, it's very scary. <laughs> it, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Um, first and foremost, I want to say that I didn't think going on this mission trip was even possible. Uh, in January, February, I told Grace, like, um, just, I'm out. Shanika's only gonna go. Um, that's it, until Pastor Dwight encouraged me to keep on going. He was like, you know what? Get your passport, and then we can do a lot of fundraising. Um, at the time, work was very slow. It went from us working five days a week to four or three days. Um, so not only did I worry about financial expect, but I also worried about the time off because I was taking my time off to replace my short paychecks. So as pastor suggested, I kept on. I got my passport and I talked to my boss. He allowed Shanika and I to go on the trip. I explained to him that we were serving at Cap Impact 
to serve the Lord. And he did not fully understand it, um, but he was very supportive. He was so supportive that he even helped us with the Little Caesars fundraiser, and he also brought in other workers to replace Schneeke and I during that time of us being at Germany. So I thank God for giving my unsaved boss an understanding heart, and I also thank all of you for your generous offerings, for your prayers, for your advice, and for everything else that you have done. Helping at Camp, at camp Impact was an amazing opportunity. The 10 of us was able to bond during that time. Uh, I helped Grace and Beta and with gardening and with the drywall. <laughs> And Shanika and I were going up stairs carrying these big buckets of plants. And after a while, Suzanne helped. And during that time of working and doing that and cleaning out tents, I had problems with my breathing. My asthma flared up. So I was grateful that God gave me the strength every day to keep on going. Uh, Suzanne would tell me advice here and there about how to sleep and how to breathe, so that was amazing. Uh, during the time, I had difficulties back at home, and Grace was talking to me, asked what happened, and I just burst out in tears. And she was there. She was definitely there for me. She showed me what it was like to be there for one another, to have someone to care, everyone cared. I'm, I heard from Shanika that a lot of people asked what was wrong with me at the time. And I was happy that God showed me an example of how to be there for one another. Um, as well, uh, during that time, uh, Grace encouraged me to read Psalm 18. And we prayed together and Grace was able to help direct my focus and thoughts and back to the Lawrence through such a hurtful time. God also showed me that I wasn't sharing the gospel as I should. Um, while being at the camp, Kevin explained to us the hardships that his teenage son went through, Evan. Uh, he was telling us that he was getting ridiculed because he was wearing Christian-themed clothing or reading the Bible in school, yet, I noticed that Evan never stopped. He kept pushing on because he was hoping and seeking to get the opportunity to tell the gospel. His drive and determination to tell the gospel showed me where I lacked. Um, I was shown again when we went to the concentration camp while hearing the story of Pastor Paul Snyder, how he preached the gospel from his prison cell and he didn't stop until his death. God showed me that I must not be scared, but to boldly tell the gospel to others because they are in desperate need. So I thank you. Put these on so I can't see y'all. Uh, we started out on, what day did we get there? It was Sunday. 
uh, we were in Frankfurt traveling around. Uh, Suzanne had issues hearing uh, from the uh, plane uh, altitude. My phone wasn't working. We started on this bus tour. Some of us got off, some of us didn't. Uh, so we were separate. These, all these things irked me. Um, I had a terrible attitude that day. Um, but I, when we got on camp, we could see that God has everything planned out even though we don't. Uh, you look at what Kevin has for jobs that need to be done, and he doesn't know what anybody can do. He doesn't know who's coming. He doesn't know if any of these jobs are going to get done. But he relies on God, and God accomplishes all these things. Uh, and he praises God for the blessings that he sees each and every day. Other blessings that, that we saw, just hearing God be praised in uh, prayers in a different language, uh, not understanding a word of what they're saying until you hear amen, but knowing they're honoring the same God that we honor. They love him just as much as we do. Uh, it was awesome to be able to share communion here, but we did it there also. Uh, a little different. The one loaf of bread went around and we pulled off of it. And again, they praised, the, praised God for what he had accomplished. Um, it reminds me that, first off, we're all brothers and sisters with those around the world but also that uh, we are to go out into the world, not just to those who we know that we can understand or reach using the English language, but we have German brothers and sisters. We have Spanish brothers and sisters who, who still need to hear the gospel. Um, all the men workers are, are carrying one of these. It's a, a meter stick, or as they call it, a uh, meter masta. Uh, on these, these are ones from Camp Impact. Um, it says, mein master Gottes Wort. It says, my measure is God's word. Uh, We gotta remember that no matter what we're doing, the work that we're doing is for God's grace. We did a lot of hard work. Uh, you've already heard many of the examples of what was done, but we wanna remember, well, let me put it this way. Carl, the first time that I went to Germany, told me that 
projects aren't ministry. Projects aren't missions. People are. We have to remember that the projects that we did are going towards a reason of sharing the gospel. The containers that we worked on, the, the two trailers, one's a bathroom. It's so that those campers can come and have the facilities that they need so that they can, they can hear the gospel. The other trailer is going to be a area that's gonna go down by the, the soccer field. It's gonna be a, a, a cover for if there's bad weather. And that's a great place for counseling to happen when, uh, when the weather's bad or they can just have a time where they, they hear the word there. Uh, the areas around the campfire where the ladies cleaned up weeds for such a, a long time, uh, that's a place where they're gonna hear the gospel, they're gonna hear uh, singing and they're gonna praise God through those times. Um, so we have to remember that it wasn't just the projects that we did, but what's going to go forward after that. I do wanna thank not only you for, for, for what you've done to help us with the, pro, or the, the trip, but there were people that, that we met, uh, Carol and Kevin especially, uh, but we met another young man, his name is Asa. He's there for his second year. Uh, he spent the whole summer there last year, and this year he's only got a, a month or so, but uh, just a blessing to hear that he, how he is able to work there. Uh, they mentioned Jakob. Jakob is uh, Matias' nephew-in-law. He works on, on camp uh, as his full-time position. Uh, he worked with me a lot on the trailers, uh, but he got sick. Uh, the family had a flu bug type thing that they caught from a wedding that they just had on camp the, the week before. And he wasn't there for the end of the, the week. Uh, we had Tomas and uh, Lynette. Uh, Lynette is the Matias' daughter and Tomas is her husband. Uh, they don't actually live on camp. They live in a city north of there. But they, they came on camp this week and, and, and just helped. Uh, we had uh, Fabian, who's been mentioned several times in his his wife, Anna Sophie, uh, he's a new believer. Uh, within the last probably five years, he just came to know Christ, but he's already dedicating his life to work on camp. We also had Doreen, who is another niece of the, the Matias who worked on camp, uh, lives there. Uh, there's others who were gone this week, so it was a blessing that we could be there to, to help uh, Kevin, Lorraine, were, or Lorraine's another daughter of the Matias, and they, they live on camp, but they were gone because it was a special uh, holiday type thing this weekend, or that weekend, and they were, they were away. This, they were going to have camp actually starting the Sunday that we left. Um, it was not a, a camp that where they're gonna have kids on, on site sleeping in the, the tents, but they're gonna have 
adults who are doing a, a music camp. So they didn't have to all be there uh, during this time. And, but we were able to take up some of the work that they would have covered. Um, on the last Saturday that we were there, there was a large group of kids that came in from one of the supporting churches there. Um, I got to met, meet a couple of the kids. Uh, one was Yule, the other was Nathaniel. But later on, we uh, heard testimony that uh, Nathaniel was just excited to be working on camp. He was excited because he's going to be one of the uh, camp kids uh, coming up. And he was excited because he was going to be baptized, I think, this week. So just a blessing to hear how a camp that we support is building lives and, and saving those. So I'd like to expand on who participated in this missions trip. It wasn't just this team that traveled, but it was everybody who purchased a pizza kit, anybody who participated in the love offering, uh, drove us to and from the airport, Jim Rice, and everybody who prayed for us. You were all part of the missions team. You're the missions team, not just us. Uh, and the Lord answered your prayers. We had physical safety from injury, from illness. I was using a chop saw. It's not good. <laughs> but I did it. <laughs> we were moving things, heavy things. It was not good. Um, we were not injured. We were not ill. Um, moving as a group of 10 on planes and subways and trains and in city streets and splitting up and agreeing to meet back at a certain place and it all went smoothly nobody lost nobody on a wrong train uh, we had uh, closer friendships and intimacy amongst ourselves as we spoke with each other while we were working and um, with the camp staff that are very dear to us now and we had um, stamina for our physical work at camp so that we could keep going and there were uh, conversations about could we be done now <laughs> but you're not done till they call you for the next meal um, also another blessing I, I don't think anybody mentioned it from up here but our original flight home was not a direct flight we transferred in Amsterdam and there was a delay there was already going to be a four-hour layover and there was a delay that was going to then cause additional time, a, a six-hour layover in the, in the Amsterdam airport. We had already not slept, most of us, that night and were flopped on the floor. That's another blackmail photo. Somebody's got photos of us lying on the terminal floor. It's not attractive. Um, <laughs> um, but as we got off 
our flight in Amsterdam and we're making our way through the queues and what we have to do. Uh, the airline staff pulled us over to the side and said, we need your party, which were kind of grouped into two groups of five tickets. And she said, well, we understand that you're gonna have to endure a six hour layover. So we've put you on an earlier flight you have all new boarding passes. She handed them out to all of us and she said, go, go, it's gate, whatever. And we said, oh, and so we weren't two hours late. We were actually two hours earlier than the originally scheduled flight. And if we all got home safe, it would have been fine. But it was just a gift that we got to get home because we all wanted to go home at that point, <laughs> tired. Um, so I'm always going to remember, first of all, and I wrote this in the card that we gave to the Matias, for Jim and I, it was kind of like going home. It was kind of like seeing parents we hadn't seen for a while because we were very close to Kevin and Carol. Um, and the camp staff and how you knit together with them uh, because you're reliant on them. You're like, I need a rake. I need this. I need that. Where do I find this? You know, you're constantly pestering them. They're just running everywhere trying to keep us with everything that we need. Um, I will also always remember Jim mixing up team names. We had Shanika, we had Shabria, and at one point we had Shamelia. <laughs> and we kind of took that and ran with it because we were tired. Um, we also sang, they love to sing before they say grace for meals. And I love that. And Kevin has a big, booming German voice. And we sang the doxology and something else. Uh, and when the, the um, youth group was there working on a Saturday, he sang with them a couple times before meals and then said grace. And I thought, that's very stirring. Um, we had brilliant, I've, I'm sure you noticed from the photos what absolutely crummy, horrible weather we had. <laughs> we just got up every day and said, you know, it's, it's God's country. But as Grace said, our work was outside and that would have had, he would have had to switch gears and try to figure out what else to have us do when so many things needed to be done outdoors. Um, somebody mentioned singing in German, Nate and I, we gave it our all. And I was just praying for the poor German national man in front of us who was probably thinking they're slaughtering this language. But we knew the tunes to magnify the Lord and speak, O Lord. And so we just followed those syllables and massacred it. But the Lord knew what was in our hearts. Um, Carol fed us amazingly. It was not institutional food. What they feed you is, it's like her home-cooked food. So I remember how amazing all her meals were and also how good it felt to sit down while we were eating them. Our group's evening hymns accompanied by Grace in the sunroom on the piano and Aaron's devotions, um, laughing over the blackmail photos that I don't even know if one exists of me other than what my son routinely takes of me. Um, Nate, catching my attention when he noticed the age range for prisoners at Buchenwald concentration camp was from age two to age 86 for the prisoners. The godly example of Kevin Carroll and the camp staff 
who remain amazingly flexible and patient as they deal with constantly changing work teams, things breaking, something's always broken, uh, and an endless project to-do list. Uh, the House One radiators were broken in the, in the big building we were staying at, no radiators. Um, Carol was gonna go to town and take us with her. She had to go to the grocery store. And she said, oh, we can't leave. We have to put something in the car. She said, I wanna put the wrong thing in the car so I have to find Kevin. And he scooted up on a scooter because they traverse camp in scooters, you know, to reduce time. And uh, he scooted up in a big gallon of antifreeze in his hand and he said, oh, I hear you need something. Clug, 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 you know. And then we could go. Um, there has been lots of construction progress on camp since our 2016 trip. I think there were holes in the roof and piles of bricks and block on that fifth floor that you saw has been all new skylights and insulation and it's amazing to see. And I really, I'm, I'm praying that we get to go back because I wanna see it again in the future, how it's doing. The innumerable testimonies from Kevin, as Beda said, about how something on camp was acquired or built or assembled or sourced or granted somehow. It, whatever he needed, it made me think of George Mueller uh, and their determination to make do. Well, it's okay. We can't do it the way normal people would do something, but we're gonna do it the hard way, but it's gonna get done. They have determination and they're humble and they just do it. Uh, and they use what they have. For instance, the Lord is providing those planks that you say, how thick are those planks, honey? Twenty-five millimeters, which is what an inch. In it, okay, an inch thick. They're taking giant logs that are about this big. They're milling them an inch thick, and they're stacking them with spacers. That's what I was doing on the chop saw. I was cutting spacers because they're stacking them with space in between so they can dry. You know how long they have to dry? They, they go in the cabins, just for future reference if you go. He puts them on a forklift, lifts the lift up over the gate he has to get to and winds down this path to these old outbuildings. And they put all the wood in there and they save it to use for siding and it has to dry, hence the spacers, for three years. So, and the reason they have the wood is they fell the trees or the trees fall because there's been bugs attacking certain of the trees on the campgrounds and there's been some other sort of disease or something. So the Lord says, oh, the tree's down. So they've got ash, they've got oak, they've got maple, they've got beech, they've got all kinds of stuff. Um, Funny story, we're always comparing, like the ones who are not native English speakers, they speak English very well. Germans are required to take English in school. So we don't have a language barrier. But every once in a while, they can't quite put their finger on what they wanna say to us. So Fabian called his giant forklift thing a ratlada, which means wheeled loader. But it's essentially a big forklift, and God bless that young man, because I had to ride in the forklift with him down to the cabins, and the wheels are about here, and to get your foot up on the, th okay, so 
He helped me get up in there. Let's just, because I couldn't do it by myself. <laughs> I mean, the step to get up in the thing is about up here somewhere. Um, but, so he, I said, what's Ratlada stand for? And he said, wheeled loader. He said, what do you say in English? I said, forklift. <laughs> he goes, oh, that makes much more sense. <laughs> so we had a lot of fun. That was fun. Um, as the least physically fit team member, for those of you who may be like, oh, I, don't, I couldn't do missions. I went on a big trip. I don't think I could do it. I am grateful for the team's patience and for the Lord giving me endurance to be able to do what I wanted to do, what I want, you know, to be able to participate and be useful. There were several instances I struggled to keep going, but I was focused on what was in front of me. And sometimes that was, okay, we just have to get to the end of this stack of planks, or it might be I was following someone even up the steps into the dining hall. There are lots of steps, steps and steps and steps, and I'm tired and I'm hurting and I'm stiff and I'm moving slow, but I'm looking at the back or the feet of the person who's walking up just in front of me. And that reminded me to always focus on Christ more than the challenge that I'm facing. Just focus on what I need to focus on. Um, Grace said, Fabian uh, commented, he was impressed that volunteers would take vacation time from work, spend our own money to travel over to the country, and do physically exhausting work on camp. That's our vacation. Um, but it is one of the most rewarding things that we've done. It was very rewarding to do it this time with Nate as a family. Um, and if you have a chance to go on the next missions trip, wherever it is, you won't regret taking the opportunity to serve the Lord like that. I trust hearing the report from the team has been an encouragement to all of you that you got a little glimpse of it, uh, of what was done over the last week and a half. Most likely, through some of the stories, you didn't quite get all the pieces put together. I know the team would love to share more with you, so feel free to ask questions to anyone, and they'll add in why, why were they using trailers. Well, there's good reason they were using trailers, or what was going on here. They can tell you all of that. A couple things that I observed that were really encouraging. One was when you walk around camp, there was a clear distinction between that which was built by the communists and that which has been modified by Kevin. Because those that were doing this for socialist evil reasons were just focused on bare functionality. Those that are building things for God's glory are focused on reflecting the beauty of our God. And it was clear that everything they were doing was beautiful. They were striving for as great of beauty as they could to mimic the beauty of our God. The other thing that was greatly encouraging was as we talked with Kevin, we hear how the camp is growing. More and more young people each year are coming, and he needs to find ways to expand so they can let more people come because young people in Germany are coming to camp, and they will hear about our Lord and Savior. That's what it's all about. Dale and Jerry, come lead us in a hymn, please. <laughs> 